Welcome again to Gethsemane Sundays from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Our presiding minister is Reverend Deborah Muter, music by Aaron Smith. The following was pre-recorded for December 20th, 2020. Stand with me for the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the first chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to to you, you, O Christ. Christ. may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. This time of year when we focus on Mary, who would give birth to baby Jesus, I think back to the time that I spent waiting for our children to be born. There were three Christmases that the uh, alb didn't fit very well for me. Actually, yeah, two because of the timing of babies being born when they do. But um, if you've ever gotten a group or been around a group of moms, Uh, and bring up the subject of some detail of a child's birth, you will find that they will take turns one after another telling stories from wonderful to funny to scary to joyous to heart-wrenchingly sad. If you haven't given birth to a child, you will soon tire of these stories, or you'll find them a little bit too detailed. One thing about each story is the fact that once it's time for a baby to be born, there's no stopping the process. Babies don't come all fast and immediately like they do on TV and in movies, like you've seen, but there is, once it's started, no stopping. When one of our babies was on the way, I got scared. And to tell you the truth, it wasn't even the first one. And I didn't want to carry on. I'd had enough. My doctor was there, and I said to her, I don't want to do this. And she said, okay, then I'm leaving, and turned to go. 
Of course, I called her back. No, no, stay here. I need you. It was too late to get myself out of that situation. The only way out was through, right? Everything had changed, and there was no going back. I had to give birth to a baby then. In what we've heard from the book of Luke today, we know that Mary's life was changing and would change even more. She could see already that the, when the angel spoke to her, she would have a child. Mary's question, how can this be, showed her natural wonder and, understandably, her fear. I want you to leave her question, how can this be, right over here. There's this gap of a couple verses when we read that, and then a gap that we live in all the time until we hear the words that I'm going to put visually over here, nothing will be impossible with God. That gap in between how can this be and nothing will be impossible with God, that is where we seem to be, especially right now in our world. Life has not been as it used to be or as we'd like it. You and I know that. The gap that we live in is a hard place. We are asking questions of God, how can this be, God? We might want to stay a little bit over by this question. Why is it like this, God? What are you going to do about this, God? What are you going to do to make things better? We read of Mary and we know of her shock and her fear. It's okay for us to stop and think how this is like our lives now. No, you and I are not Mary, giving birth to the Savior of the world. But we have found ourselves living in some ongoing shock and fear, now and in other times. We have worried, and then we've been okay, right? We've gone back and forth in the last nine months, yes, long enough for a baby to be conceived and born, and we are still in the midst of waiting and waiting and waiting and hoping for things to improve. At this church and others like it, around the world, we have at times been without our usual places for living out our faith. We're having to reimagine the spaces where God might be revealed. For Mary, it was right there with her. As the angel spoke, God was being revealed to her in a way that she never could have expected. And later, it was out in the barn where Jesus was born. For us, we've had to reimagine that God could come to us away from this place, or at least while we were away from this place. Despite the fact that as a collective, we and the people before us have worked to make this sanctuary in particular, this building, beautiful and practical and well-kept place where God could be worshiped. Yet we couldn't all be here together for months now. We might find ourselves asking, is what I believe about God still true anymore? Things are not like they were before. Church is not the same. Is God the same? You've got some answers, don't you? I appreciate that. Is my faith strong enough to find other ways of expression when everything is so different? Mary asked her question with fear. The one I left over here, how can this be? 
have a little beef with Luke or maybe with God on this one, which is if you read the whole chapter, when Zechariah asks how this could be, he gets scolded, admonished, and can't talk for nine months. Not Mary, though. There's some little favoritism going on here. I'm not quite sure what to do with that. Maybe Angel Gabriel's answer to Mary right then tells us what part of it. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Christmas for us, which we'll celebrate before too long, is not just a day. It is a new way of new life. It's knowing that God is with us. Emmanuel, right? Our fourth candle on the banner. Emmanuel, right there. See the biggest word, the longest one, the tallest one? It is comfort for our fears, while it's also the stirring up of things with which we have gotten so comfortable. Listen to Mary's song, which we will hear sung in a few minutes. It's about how God has turned the world upside down. We can't listen and assume that we are the lowly and the downtrodden as much as we would like to. We have to hear that we have been and sometimes are the proud of heart. We've been the mighty and the wealthy. We are to be both comforted and challenged by this song. We are called to care for others and accept that God is caring for us. We too sing Mary's song because the same Holy Spirit has been promised to us. That Spirit has been showing up day in and day out, week in and week out, no matter how or where we worship. That's what God does. No matter if it's by video, Aaron recording it at home, me recording some of it here by myself as we did originally, Recording like this, being at church together, no matter where it is, whether you're at home reading a bulletin or reading your Bible alone, Holy Spirit shows up, no matter inside or out, with masks, whatever it is. We are on this continuum somewhere between how can this be and the very important, nothing will be impossible with God. We might not yet be able to say with our hearts fully into it, nothing's impossible with God. We might know it, but we might not be there yet. We might have to be in the in-between a little while longer. There's no going back to normal as far as our faith is concerned. We can get back to practicing as we did before, but we know that we have somehow been changed or are being changed. That's the way faith is. Like the moving river, you never step into it the same one twice, or faith is never the same twice. There was no going back for Mary once she said yes to the angel Gabriel. And there was no going back for Jesus at the cross as he gave his life and died to save us from our sins. There was no going back as the women found the empty tomb and slowly came to learn and understand that Jesus had been raised from the dead. There was no going back as the disciples stood and watched Jesus ascend into the sky. Life as they knew it had changed forever. For us, there's no going back when we welcome the Christ child and when we also say yes to God, as Mary did. Our lives are not the same, and though we may not like it at the time, it is a good thing. Think of Genesis 1 as God created the world, saying over and over again, and it was good. Normal? Forget normal. That's changed. Maybe we can accept that that means something different for the way that Jesus works in our lives. 
Maybe we can use it to uplift the lowly and bring down the prideful, even if we are the prideful ones. Maybe we can look around and see how doing things differently has stretched us and made us grow, and especially, hopefully, in our trust in God. Those words of the angel Gabriel are words for us as well. When we think all is lost and it's too hard for us, we can be reminded and not be afraid. God is with us, Emmanuel. Nothing will be impossible with God. Amen. has been a Wayne Shout production. Wayne Shout.